Where does your heart tend to gravitate? Ever pause to think about that question? Where does your heart tend to gravitate? That word gravitate comes, of course, from the word gravity, that force that always draws to the center. Every physical object on earth is drawn by gravity towards the center of the globe. Well, our hearts, too, tend to gravitate towards some center. Only this gravity is not governed by the laws of nature. It's determined by our own human nature, which the gospel said Jesus knew well, embracing it himself. Our human nature, which includes the freedom by which we choose to direct our lives in a certain way. And so we have a certain freedom that determines where we allow our hearts to gravitate. Last Sunday and today, we get a clear indication in our gospel readings about where the heart of Jesus tended to gravitate during his earthly life. Last week, we had the account of the transfiguration, that glorious moment when our Lord shone with splendor before his three chosen apostles. And we were told that as he came down the mountain after that unforgettable moment, he told the apostles not to relate what they had seen to anyone until he had risen from the dead. And in fact, just before that gospel reading, we didn't hear it proclaimed at Mass, but just before that moment in the gospel, before they went up the mountain, he had told all of his apostles that he was going to Jerusalem to be betrayed and to suffer and to die and to rise from the dead. And then today, we have this dramatic scene of the cleansing of the temple. And when the Jewish leaders asked our Lord, what sign can you show us for doing this? He gave that cryptic response, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jewish leaders didn't understand what he was saying, but John, the evangelist, explains it to us that he was speaking about the temple of his body, which would be destroyed in death, and then three days later raised up in the resurrection. In other words, no matter what he was doing, whether he was transfigured on the mountain, cleansing the temple, or everything else throughout his life, in the mind and heart of Christ, everything centered on the cross and the resurrection. That's where his heart gravitated. And it was ever before him. There's this beautiful line in St. Luke's Gospel towards the end of chapter 9, the turning point of the gospel when Jesus sets out for Jerusalem. And Luke says, when the days for his being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. The heart of Christ, it was always drawn to Jerusalem because he knew why he had come. He knew that the very mission he was sent by the Father to carry out was to go to Jerusalem to offer his life for us on the cross, to save us in his death and resurrection. And so no matter what he was doing or saying, everything related to that. And in fact, if you really read the entire Bible, both the entire Old Testament and the entire New Testament, 
In some way or another, everything led up to or came from that moment. The whole Old Testament, when we read it through the lenses of our Christian faith, tells us it was all preparing for this. Even our first reading, for example, we heard the Ten Commandments given to the people of God right after they were set free in the Exodus, free from their slavery in Egypt. And that event of the Exodus, which was the central moment for the Jewish people, that too pointed to the cross and the resurrection, the ultimate Exodus when God would set us free, not from slavery to some earthly power, but from our slavery to sin and death. Everything for Christ. In fact, the whole of history centered in the Paschal mystery, his death and resurrection. Why is this important? Well, it teaches us something of fundamental importance for our lives. You and I are Christians. We strive to live the Christian life which means our lives center on the person of Christ. The Christian is one who strives to imitate Christ. And this means that if the heart of Christ gravitated towards the cross, so you and I are meant to make the cross and the resurrection, the paschal mystery, that which pulls our hearts as well. You and I have been saved from eternal death because of what Jesus did on the cross and in his resurrection. And so of everything that it would be possible for our hearts to gravitate towards, nothing could surpass that. This is what Lent really is all about when you think about it. We tend to think that Lent is just our preparation for Easter, and it is, but that's not all. Really, Lent is this season of preparation preparing us to celebrate the whole Paschal mystery, including also the death of Christ. So what we celebrate in the Easter Triduum every year, beginning with the Last Supper on Holy Thursday evening, and then the Passion on Good Friday, and then the Resurrection late Saturday night and on Easter Sunday. These are the highest, the holiest days of the whole year for us, because the Paschal mystery is the center of all of history. And the church knows that we need this period of purification to ready our hearts to celebrate those most holy days well, with great faith and devotion. It's also why we have a Sunday obligation. The Mass, every time it is celebrated, makes that Paschal mystery truly present here on the altar of our parish church. This is what the Eucharist is. The Eucharist truly is Christ crucified and risen. The fact that the church, as a loving mother, obliges us to participate in Holy Mass every Sunday is not arbitrary. It's because the church knows we need this. We live our lives in a weekly cycle. And so the church as a loving mother calls us to put at the head of that weekly cycle our encounter with Christ crucified and risen here in the Holy Mass so that the whole of our week would gravitate around Sunday, the Lord's Day, 
The day when the Paschal mystery was accomplished. The day when it's made present for us here on the altar of our church. What is the strongest gravitational pull on your heart? When everything is still, when you come to a place of peace and rest, where does your heart go? Would that we would all answer that question. My heart goes to the cross. My heart goes to the tomb. My heart goes to the one who died and rose to save me. Christ crucified, St. Paul reminds us in our second reading, is the power of God and the wisdom of God. By his death and resurrection, he has saved our lives. Just as in his quiet moments, his heart gravitated to the cross, so may ours too. So may we orient our lives to him, to his paschal mystery and root the whole of our lives there, where we receive from him the gift of eternal life. St. Patrick, pray for us.